A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I am so glad you're with me on the program today. We're going to be talking about a a phenomena that seems to be happening around the country, at least in those states that uh, do not put up unnecessary hurdles to you exercising your right to keep and bear arms. Yeah, gun sales are on the rise again. Uh, This time in the wake of the uh, Hamas terror attack on Israel and uh, Israel's response. We talked with Yehuda Reamer, the uh, Pew Pew Jew, about this last week. Now we're starting to get uh, some more anecdotal evidence anyway that, uh, yes, uh, the situation in Israel is prompting a lot of um, Jewish folks here in the United States to think about their right of self-defense. We'll get to that here in just a second. Before we do... Biden's America, it is crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers one after the other. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation pushing hardworking families to the brink. Just look at the price of lunch meat next time you go to the grocery store. And a digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy your way of life. The truth is, you need a plan. You know it, and I know it. And that is why you should call Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-time Inc. 5000 winner, 2022 Company of the Year, and they've helped thousands of people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver, thousands of five-star reviews for Gold Co. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. And if you call them today, qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So don't wait. Call Gold Co. at 855-412-3806 today. That's 855-412-3806. So I ran across a couple of headlines today, both it should be noted in states that recognize and respect our right to keep and bear arms. From uh, Florida, we have this headline, gun shop owners say Israel tensions have sales spiking, especially among the Jewish community. We also have this from WFAA in Dallas-Fort Worth, gun sales up in North Texas because of the Israel-Hamas conflict, gun store owners says. Again, I can't help but notice we haven't seen those headlines in California or New York or Massachusetts. All of these states, again, that make it very, very difficult for you to exercise your right to keep and bear arms. Maybe, you know, I don't know, in a couple of days we'll start to see these headlines out of California once the 10-day waiting period uh, for gun sales has expired and people can start, you know, actually getting their guns. New York State, of course, you know, all kinds of uh, problems there. If you want to buy a firearm, if you want to buy ammunition, if you want to get a concealed carry license in New York or California, again, good luck doing it quickly. Right? So many barriers have been placed between we the people and our right to keep and bear arms in those states that, again, I find it interesting that we haven't seen these types of headlines from these very restrictive states. Makes me wonder how many. Folks are living in these blue states with really restrictive gun control laws that would like to access their right to keep and bear arms, but uh, can't easily do so, again, because of the restrictions and infringements that have been put put in place. Uh, So what's going on uh, in these red states where, again, the right to keep bear arms is respected? Well, David Kowalski, who uh, runs the Florida gun store in Hollywood, Florida, says he has been restocking supplies as... Fast as they come in, basically a 300% increase in his business. 
He says, as many in the Jewish community look to protect themselves and their families, he says, Israeli and Orthodox Jews, for the most part, just wanted to be trained to protect their families and have a fireman at home or on their person. Since last Saturday, we have seen a tremendous public display of how prevalent anti-Semitism is and hate speech and how they want to rid the world of Jews. On Monday night, a group of Jewish women were at his store taking an uh, introductory course on firearms. Indy Tenenhouse told the local 10 News in Florida that most of the men in her synagogue are arming themselves. And she said, well, we said, what about the women? We need to do the things that we need to do to prepare, to stay safe, and to be able to use a gun. God forbid we should ever need one. Employees at the Pembroke Range in Pembroke Park, Florida, noting a big uptick in training and sales among those in the Jewish community as well. And again, I, you know, I, I think it's important to kind of drill down on the uh, comment by uh, Andy Tannenhaus, who said, again, we want to stay safe. We want to be able to use a gun. God forbid we should ever need one. Right. Andy Tannenhaus is not saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to go get a gun and I'm going to, uh, you know, make sure Newman comes near. No. Again, I mentioned this on yesterday's program. I'll say it again because the gun control activists don't seem to want to believe it. Those of us who own firearms for self-defense, we're not itching for a fight. We're not looking for trouble. But we know that trouble can come looking for us. We live in an unstable world. I'm, I'm, I, listen, I was so pleased to report the FBI crime stats yesterday showing that murder declined 6% in 2021. And uh, actually 2022. And now we're looking at potentially an even larger decline in homicides across the United States for 2023. This is good news. But we do not live in a world that is crime-free. We do not live in a world in which, again, everybody looks to love one another, treat everybody with respect, right? Not everybody lives by the golden rule, sadly. And so Indy Tannenhaus and those folks who are showing up to get that training so that they do feel comfortable and competent either keeping and or bearing a firearm in self-defense, I mean, they're just cognizant of the reality of the world that we live in. Uh, down in Texas, again, we're starting to see the uh, same thing. David Prince runs the uh, Eagle Gun Range uh, locations in Farmers Branch in Louisville in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And he says, you know, when there's a crisis, gun sales do tend to rise. We saw this uh, most recently in 2020, the great gun run of 2020, as I call it, when in the early days of the uh, COVID shutdowns, you know, it was fear of the unknown, right? We didn't know what was coming down the road. So a lot of Americans went out and they purchased firearms. Prince says, this is a little different. He says, it's been a really big change this last three or four days. The people coming in and saying that they're scared for their lives because of their religion, they are expecting to be attacked. He says that he too has seen a 300% increase in gun sales at his two locations immediately after the uh, war began in Israel. Customers, he says, primarily Jewish, like a customer named Jake who agreed to talk to WFAA about his motivation for uh, visiting the Farmer's Branch location on Friday to practice at the shooting range. He says it was like literally living in the middle of a horror movie, watching the news coverage of the Hamas terror attacks. And uh, WFAA calls them Israeli reprisals. I would call that an act of community self-defense, but that's just me. Uh, he said, from my experience in Israel, whenever something big happens, the Jews around the world, they suffer from it too as well. With what's going on over there, I'm more concerned about something going bad here. 
Prince, meanwhile, says again, as long as they want to protect themselves and their families, that's all we care about. We don't care about anything else. We sell them for defensive purposes. That's what we're here for. Jake, who describes himself as an observant Jew, says that's what he cares about as well. He wants to see an end to the conflict soon. He says, we all want peace at the end of the day. That's all we want. That's the main thing we hope for. That's all we want for our families and our nations. And again, I think a lot of people feel like Jake. You know, I would love to see this war stop today. Uh, This conflict has existed long before I was born, and sadly, I expect it's going to continue long after I'm gone. But we can want these things. We just have to recognize that wanting them doesn't make that a reality. And again, though we live in a, a country with thankfully violent crime rates that are declining, we are not crime free. We know that there are individuals who walk around with hatred in their hearts, evil intentions, murder on their mind. And sadly, we have seen attacks around the globe uh, in the aftermath of the Hamas attack on Israel. Right, This day of rage that uh, Hamas was calling for last week. We saw some attacks. Thankfully, we didn't see dozens. We didn't see hundreds. We saw a few, quote-unquote, isolated incidents. But if you are the victim of one of those isolated incidents, guess what? It doesn't feel isolated. It's not isolated. And these attacks can happen anywhere. It doesn't mean that we should walk around living in fear. In fact, again, for most of us who carry a farm, I would say that that's not how we live. We don't carry a gun because we're terrified of the world around us. We carry a farm because we're cognizant of the threats that do exist. And we don't want to live in fear. We want to know that, again, if we are the target of one of these attacks, we've got a fighting chance of survival. That's what it's about. And again, I am heartened to see so many people starting to take their own personal safety seriously. I know the gun control advocates are horrified by this. Oh, it's just about selling more guns. It's not about selling more guns. It's about saving lives, including for those folks, again, who have become new gun owners, who have undergone a concealed carry course. It's about saving their own life and the lives of those they love. Speaking of that, let's get to today's Armed Citizen story. Our good deed of the day and our recidivist report. We'll start there with a uh, case out of Nevada. Man gets jail time. By the way, Nevada now has a Republican governor, thankfully, who is uh, hopefully going to block any uh, gun control laws coming from the uh, Democrat-controlled legislature. But Nevada has taken some gun control steps in recent years. Again, aimed at lawful gun owners, not at violent criminals. And yet we still see headlines like this. Man gets jail time, probation, in movie theater, motel, parking lot altercations. Now, I would say the headline kind of undersells the story, to be honest. Elko, Nevada, 18-year-old Nathan Cortez pleaded guilty back in August uh, before a judge to one count of unlawful discharge of a weapon, which is a gross misdemeanor, one count of assault with a deadly weapon, which is a Category B felony, Uh, In two separate incidents that took place in a motel parking lot and a a movie theater. In this plea deal, which was filed back on August 11th in Elko District Court, Cortez agreed to plead guilty to one charge in each of these cases in exchange for a minimum term of one to six years in prison and for both sentences to run concurrently 
to one another. So one sentence, basically, for two crimes. And the plea deal, again, a minimum term of one to six years in prison. Well, guess what? He's not doing even a year in prison. Uh, on October 3rd, Cortez was given a suspended sentence, one year in jail with credit for two days served, and he was placed on probation for one year. That was for the charge of unlawful discharge of a weapon. Cortez was also sentenced to serve 180 days in jail, was given a suspended sentence of 28 to 72 months in prison, and placed on probation for five years for the felony count of assault with a deadly weapon. Now, on May 16th, police in Elko were called to a motel after a couple told police they'd argued with a, another couple who were inside a car. Cortez was a passenger in the back seat. As the driver of the vehicle tried to run over a woman, her partner started throwing rocks at the windshield trying to get the car to stop. That's when Cortez allegedly stepped out of the vehicle and began firing a gun. Cortez turned himself in to the Elko police a couple days later. He admitted to, quote, firing the weapon in the air, stated he possibly could have fired a round at a person. He also admitted to police that he got rid of the gun after the shooting and uh, left the scene. At the time, he was booked on one count of assault with a deadly weapon and discharging a gun where persons might be endangered. Less than six weeks later, he's arrested again, this time on a new charge of assault with a deadly weapon, as well as possession of stolen property and other charges. Is on June 23rd, Cortez outside of a movie theater when he reportedly bumped into another person and then pulled a gun from his person, racked the slide uh, in front of that individual. When police approached Cortez, he gave a fake name, but an officer uh, recognized him from the earlier arrest. Police say that Cortez was intoxicated, did not have a concealed carry license. Um, additional charges from the booking in June included conspiring to possess a firearm under the influence of alcohol or drugs, minor possession of an alcoholic beverage in public, false statement to obstruct a police officer, uh, all those uh, charges not listed in the original complaints. And again, some fairly serious charges, right? He is accused of shooting at somebody, accused of threatening another person with a gun. The plea deal called for a minimum one-year prison stay. And instead, he's getting 180 days in the county jail with a couple of days credit for uh, time served and then walking away with probation. You have a lot of Democrats in Nevada talking again about the need to go after lawful gun owners, right? We need more common sense, reasonable restrictions on the right to keep and bear arms. All right, well, here's somebody who violated all kinds of laws. He walked away with a slap on the wrist after a violent crime. So don't tell me we need more gun laws on the books when what we really need to be doing is ensuring consequences for serious, violent offenses. Now, today's Armed Citizen story from uh, Muncie, excuse me, Kokomo, Indiana, where a, a man shot and killed a home intruder. This was uh, on uh, Sunday night, late Sunday. Police say a, a 51-year-old suspect, Scott Elliott Jones, broke into a home on East Jackson Street in Kokomo, Indiana, and was shot by a homeowner in an apparent act of self-defense. Authorities were called to the house around 8.45 Sunday evening. Homeowner told police he was already asleep when he woke up to Jones standing in his living room. Police say the homeowner tried to get Jones to leave, and that's when Jones physically assaulted the homeowner. That's when the homeowner grabbed his gun, fired a shot, and again, shooting and killing the uh, intruder. Homeowner treated for minor abrasions and bruising in the assault by the uh, intruder. Case is uh, under investigation. No formal charge has been filed against the homeowner as of Monday. Again, if uh, all the evidence matches up to the eyewitness accounts, 
Uh, this would be a pretty clear-cut case of self-defense. You're asleep in your home where you have a right to be when somebody who has no right to be in your home uh, breaks in and then physically assaults you. Yeah, that is a justifiable use of force. Uh, and we'll keep our eyes open for any updates to this story as they become available. Finally today, in the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing, a good Samaritan in Michigan who uh, helped to locate a missing man with a dementia who had wandered from his home. This could have been a very tragic story. Uh, but thankfully, this has a happy ending. The 91-year-old man went missing around uh, 7 p.m. Friday night. There was a massive response. Michigan State Police Aviation Unit, the Mason Police Department, the Meridian Township Police Department in Michigan, all supporting the uh, search and rescue operation, basically looking for this elderly individual. About five hours after this 91-year-old man was reported missing, it was about midnight on Friday. Local resident who was driving in the area happened to, I guess, to have his window down enough that he heard a, a cry for help in a field about a mile away from where the man had been reported missing. The uh, Good Samaritan, whose name has not been released, was able to trace the sounds of those uh, uh, cries, got out of the car, started walking through that field, and found the 91-year-old man. Stayed with him providing shelter in his vehicle while awaiting the arrival of EMS. <clears throat> Excuse me, the uh, man, examined by paramedics, taken to a local hospital, but, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, no reported serious injuries. The uh, Ingham County Sheriff's Office put out a release after the man was found, extending, quote, its heartfelt gratitude to all local agencies. And in particular, they say, to the extraordinary Good Samaritan whose selfless actions led to the safe and timely recovery of this vulnerable individual. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, you think about everything that had to go right for this 91-year-old man to be found, right? The guy just driving down the road, happened to have his window down, happened to hear the cry for help in the distance. Now, it, it, look, it's possible that one of these other agencies would have found this man and uh, the Good Samaritan's efforts would have been unneeded. He still would have been saved without serious harm. But we don't know that. We also don't know that a 91-year-old man could have you know, gone through a uh, pretty chilly autumn night outdoors in a field uh, without shelter, not the right clothing, without suffering from some pretty serious injuries. 91 years old, for goodness sake. So, again, in the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing. Hope we get to find out who this anonymous Good Samaritan is. But uh, regardless, we thank them for their very, very good deed. Now, that is about all the time we've got for you on this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company, but I do want to let you know what we're going to be doing on tomorrow's program. Brian Strausser uh, from the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, uh, recognized by the Second Amendment Foundation as their uh, activist of the year. And it's been a while since we've actually talked with uh, Brian and the folks in, up in Minnesota about what's going on with uh, some of the gun control laws that have been enacted over the past year. So we're going to talk with Brian uh, on tomorrow's Cam and Company, get an update out of the uh, great state of Minnesota. But we're also going to talk about what it takes to be a good activist. I mean, if you're watching this program, obviously you care about your right to keep and bear arms, right? And you want to make sure that those rights are strong and secure. So what are some of the things that we can do to be most effective at protecting, defending, and strengthening 
our Second Amendment rights. We're going to get into that with Brian Strausser on Wednesday's Cam and Company. Uh, don't forget to check out BarionArms.com throughout the day. However, we've got you caught up on all of the latest Second Amendment news and information from all across the nation, including armed citizen stories, uh, news from the Supreme Court, state legislatures. Yeah, we got you covered. If you like what you see, also encourage you to become a VIP or VIP Gold member at Barion Arms. Just go to BarionArms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNRIGHTS, and you can get a significant savings on your VIP or VIP Gold membership. As I was saying, thanks for showing your support for the independent pro-Second Amendment journalism that we're doing at Bearing Arms. We're going to give you exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. New stories and analysis that matter, just like your support. So thank you again. Enjoy the rest of your 2A Tuesday. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Looking forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free.